the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So wonderful to, to be with you today, to be to back home. Gr great to get away and to be with family. Better to be at home and in your, in your home parish and in your own bed. Creatures, creatures of habit. Creatures of habit. Habits provide meaning, identity, boundary. They provide for creativity. Destructive habits are often easier to name. You, you know the pain they inflict, the barriers they create and sustain, the hopelessness they can deliver. Discipleship habits, on the other hand, they mean to lift you up, to, to build you up, to anticipate the coming kingdom of God. I want to believe that the, the fundamental feature of baptismal struggle, struggle with our baptismal vows, the fundamental feature of this is to discern which habits will lead you into the kingdom of God and which will not. Which, which are habits of God and which are habits of the evil one. The disciples this morning haven't quite been able to let go of the habits that have kept them from the love and recognition of God. The gospel lesson actually is kind of a mashup. There, there are several different plots that merge into this one reading, and the, the one I focus on picks up kind of midway through, and I love the way it's introduced. The, the writer says to us, Jesus returned from the region of Tyre, and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee through the region of the Decapolis. So in our own geographic terms, that would be about like saying, and Jesus left Madison, headed for Franklin by way of Donaldson. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most direct route, but it does suggest he's intentional in his going that he's willing to ignore the GPS and that he's looking for contact and for a walk among migrant workers. You see, the Decapolis was, was the region where Gentiles were known to live. So, though Jesus has been healing various individuals along the way, nowhere is the direct association with messianic prophecy made clear quite like it is here today in this prophecy from Isaiah. Isaiah, meaning to encourage the people, says that God will come and save you, and when he does, the eyes of the blind will be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, there will be signs of the coming Messiah among you. I think when I read this, these lessons together, Isaiah and the gospel lesson this morning, I think as Christ breathes his last on the cross, the centurion says, truly this was the Son of God. But the disciples who see the deaf man with the speech impediment healed can't make that confession. A crack 
appears in the foundation of the wall around Eden, and all the disciples can do is wonder how many will show for the matinee this afternoon. The habits of the fall, the fall from grace in the Garden of Eden, are so pervasive, so ubiquitous, that you and I are unable to recognize the presence of God even when it confronts us in the miraculous. The disciples miss the Messiah in the miracle. But unlike the disciples in this passage, our vantage has been sharpened by the nails of the cross and the light of the empty tomb. Eden's forbidden fruit may be no less alluring, but you've been freed from the grip of the fall. You've been shown the narrow highway to the New Jerusalem. Are, are, you, are you cultivating the habit of walking along that highway? If it is, in fact, your, your habits which form you and inform who you are, then, then now is the time to take stock of your kingdom living habits. Now, especially here in the midst of the pandemic, when the whole world has been turned upside down, the habits that you thought once organized and held your life together, these are no longer the ones necessarily you can rely on to scan through them and to, to discover which new habits need to be developed, which ones can you pull forward to the present that will still be life-giving. This is what's needful in this moment. The writer of James knows well what it means to review one's habit and to set one's heart on the kingdom of God. He's been writing to us over the last several weeks. He says to, that to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, to keep oneself unstained from the world, this is the heart of the matter. I wonder, when twinned with this morning's gospel lesson, did you make this association? In other words, he's saying, in effect, make the region of the Decapolis your home. Make the place of Donaldson your home. Keep company with seasonal workers. Visit those in prison. Is there any pain? Stand with those who suffer and keep your distance from the evil one. Practice the presence of God. Be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Be doers of the word of God, not hearers only. These are the habits you must encourage and cultivate as disciples of Christ. Faith is dead, James writes. Faith is dead when it doesn't result in faithful habits and faithful action. So I say, put yourselves in the habit of Jesus. Put yourselves in the habit of faith. Put yourselves in the habit of Christ's church, however difficult that might be in this moment. Embrace the Messiah and see the coming new Jerusalem in its fullness. For as the psalmist says, happy are they who have the God of Jacob for their help, whose hope whose habits are in the Lord their God. Amen.